0: skulls from vh1's rock of love and this is talk of love the new podcast this isn't just reality this is real life Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls and this is Talk of Love episode 58. I wanna start out by letting you guys know that we are tight on time today. So this is gonna be a little bit shorter episode than what you guys are used to. Uh, today's guest is Kevin John. You know him as Bones from I Love New York season one and I Love Money season two. So because we're short on time today, I'm actually gonna have him on Uh, for next week as well. So don't worry, we're gonna get to all your questions. He'll be on this Monday and next Monday. He is such a great dude. I'm I'm really excited to have him on. I also wanna let you guys know that I have been talking to Beverly from Rock of Love Bus and she's gonna be coming on the Monday after Kevin. So I'm really, really excited for Beverly as well. I've already been talking to her on the phone. She's like such an amazing person and such a great personality. So that's gonna be a fun one as well. If you haven't done so already, if you like the podcast, please click the subscribe button and be sure to hit the thumbs up, the like button. I really appreciate you guys so much. And uh, let's just get right back into it. Without further ado, please welcome Kevin, aka Bones. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Oh my God, you look incredible. How are you doing?
1: I am doing good. It is, first of all, thank you for the the compliment. You look incredible too. Thank you so much. it's like vh1 people just don't age at all i don't know what it is uh,
0: i really think that you're right i think that whatever it was they were putting in the drinks and the houses that we were staying in that had like you know something in it they're like well we might have to hire them and use them later in life so we need them looking young
1: <laughs> well as we know there was a lot of things that were putting in those drinks in those houses so lord knows what it was but, but, uh, but exactly but yeah. thank you I'm, I'm happy to be here and thank you so much uh, for having me.
0: You are so welcome. And I want to start out by telling you, um, a lot of the fans of the podcast and of the VH1 shows, they were commenting and specifically told me to tell you that you are one of the fan favorites and everybody loves and loved how real you were and how nice you were. And you were just like, you were just you. And so people really like dug you on the show. So they told me specifically, let him know that he's a fan favorite. (laughs)
1: Well, that means a lot to me. That really does. Um, I, it's always good to know that you're appreciated and you're loved. And that's one of the things I always tell people that they are loved. So when I hear that about myself, that 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 makes my day, Lacey. And also, I got to say this: go, going on the show, I had to be real because if I did anything to, uh, should I say, upset the family name, I would have been disowned from my family. So, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I always try to keep it one hundred. So Where well, I was raised, I,
0: I feel like it was a little bit of a risk because, as you know, with the shows, sometimes you like you can be on your best behavior, but you really never know what like how you might be set up, or you know, the, the producers and or the whoever the Bachelor or Bachelorette is, you know, they they are pretty good at throwing us curveballs sometimes, and you also don't know how it's going to be edited, so sometimes it's not entirely in your control, but you still manage to come out pretty unscathed. Were, were, was your family happy with your performance on the shows?
1: That's a really good question. You know, I'll just be honest. Some of my family did not even want to watch the show when they found out, like, what, when they saw the trailer, you know, the beginning of the season, they released the trailer of what the show is going to be. My grandparents were watching the trailer and were like, uh, our Kevin is involved in this. Uh, Well, We'll pass. Um, <laughs> so, so my family that did watch, yes, they were proud of the way I portrayed myself on the show, the way I handled myself. And you're right, Lacey. There are things that are beyond your control on there. You don't know how they're going to uh, portray you because you could do something, but in the editing room, as we both know, a whole lot of stuff can happen in that editing room, which can, you know, deceive the viewers. So you really have to you really have to be careful so even even though cuz as you know you you go on these shows and y- you know you're done and it doesn't air for like you know another 8 months or 6 months you know there's so much time so i just remember i had all this anxiety after we wrapped the show before it aired because i'm like i don't know how they're going to edit this i know i did pretty good on there but i don't know how they're going to make me out to be so Needless to say, I was, I, I, I was not upset with the way that they portrayed me on there.
0: Oh, good. Well, that makes me happy to hear because I've had so many different people on from all of these different Of Love shows, and I, I've been getting such mixed reviews. Some people were like, the shows were a lot of fun. Other people were like, I was totally traumatized. <laughs> so I'm always happy to hear when <laughs> somebody is not traumatized and actually was pleased with how it, it turned out. How'd you even get involved in reality TV?
1: So the way I got involved, and not to give you a really long answer on this, but so right after undergrad, I moved to Los Angeles to pursue entertainment. You know, that's what everyone moves out there for. So I was doing a lot of theater, acting, stuff like that, but nothing, I wasn't really booking a lot of gigs. You know, it's like I'm going out on all these auditions, not a lot is coming on. That's normal. So exactly. You know, I, I don't know, but you see, when you go out there and you're young, you think, oh, I'm just gonna make it happen overnight. You know, I'm just gonna go out here and On Monday and by Friday, I'm going to be the star in a movie. And it's like, yeah, uh, L.A. will teach you real quick. It will humble you out real quick and teach you, yeah. Yes, it will. You got to be in this for the long haul. Yep. So so after being out there a couple of years, Lacey, and going on various auditions, I was on this site. It's called L.A. Casting. And I forgot what it's called now. I think it's another... But that's how I I found a lot of auditions. I mean, I had an agent at the time as well, but they were just a commercial agent. So when I was looking for film or hosting or industrial, non-union, union union work, um, whatever it was, I would go on LA casting. So it's funny. One day I saw a casting notice and it was called The Flavorettes. And I was like, what is The Flavorettes? So- I I click on it and it says you know new reality show brought to you by the producers um you know Mark Cronin B I forgot what their was it um fifty one minds anyway it was just fifty one minds yeah. thank you goodness shout out to Chris Abrigo Matt Cronin and all yeah. them they, they they took really good care of me um but yeah it said you know fifty one minds the people do V H one so it had this little brief but it was brief Lacy and I was just like you know gonna be a really uh, cool show so I just said what the heck I'll submit it. Nice. So I submitted for I submitted for it and I got a phone call maybe a week later by one of the casting producers and they said, we want you to come in and do an interview and audition for this. So I was like, okay. And I was like, can you tell me a little bit more about it? They kind of kept me in the dark. So I was, you know, I was a little reluctant because I'm like, okay, what is this? I don't want to walk in and then this is some kind of punk show or, <laughs> you know, who knows what's going on. So Lacey, get this. I got all four of my wisdom teeth pulled on the same day. Okay. Oh. Why I decided to schedule an audition <laughs> after. You're that? like, appointment, hello. Exactly. To, to the day, Lacey, I don't know what I was thinking, but you say when I walked in there, I looked like a chipmunk. <sighs> so I was like, there's no way on earth they're going to hire me for, even my personality. Cause you know, you're still kind of sedated. You're a little uh, woozy, you know, you're not right all there after you, you know, cause you, you get put out when you get your wisdom teeth pulled. Um, so I went in, I, I looked like a chipmunk. I was kind of drowsy and I just was not all there. So I left Lacey thinking I absolutely just bombed that interview. Like I just destroyed that. Like, I don't think uh, Lacey, I was like, there's nothing more catastrophic than that. Um, And then just to kind of fast forward, a week later, they called me back. They said they liked me. I had to go in for another interview. And then they, um, you know, at the same time that they offered me and they said, look, we really like you. We want to, because it was 25 guys initially. So it was like, you know, you're one of our top 25 and we want you to do the show. Now you have to go out. And this was, Lacey, at this point in time, I still didn't know what the show was. They just kind of said, yeah, you'd be living in a house with other guys and there will be a love interest. We didn't know who it was. We didn't know if it was New York, you know, such and such. And they said it would be someone from the show Flavor of Love. Um, I wasn't too familiar with that show at the time, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. But so, you know, they were just like, it's going to be a love interest and you're going to be in a house. But it was limited information. We didn't know a lot. So they basically called me back, said, we want you to be on a show. However, before you come on we need you to go and do a series of tests. So this was like medical tests, lab tests, you know, they had to t- test you for hepatitis, um, sexually transmitted diseases, you know, all of this stuff. And then you had to go and take a psychological, as you know, a psychological evaluation. You have to meet with a psychologist and you have to take a long test. And I'm like, what the heck, <laughs> you know, are they preparing me for it? Is this job at the White House or something? Like what? what, what is going on? So, um, okay, so then I ended up getting booked. They had to stay in a hotel for a couple of weeks. They narrowed it down to twenty. They took us to the house, and then finally, when New York came out, I realized, oh, this is what I got myself into
0: yeah, so you so you had not watched Flavor of Love season one, or you had watched bits and pieces. <laughs>
1: So this is the thing, Lacey. I'll be honest. I was I didn't really watch it a lot. Now I had a lot of friends, and actually, a young lady I was dating at the time. She was very familiar with the Flavor of Love shows, and you, know, you hear about it. You know, obviously at that time, Flavor of Love was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents knew about Flavor of Love, and that was not even close to their generation. So I knew about the show, but I wasn't an avid watcher. So you know, I had heard of uh, Hoops, and I had heard of uh, New York, and you know, some of these other girls, Pumpkin, that were on the show because of their characters. So I kind of, you know, that was right when YouTube, I think, was kind of popular. So I went back and YouTube some of the shows just to kind of do some research on it. And then, you know, I spoke to friends who were avid watchers. They were like, oh yeah, Flavor of Love. They got this and this and this. And so, you know, my friends totally filled me in on it. And then, you know, it's interesting, right? When I found out, Lacey, I had to make a decision because, I just got cast in a play that was touring at that time. Oh, wow. And it was a play I really wanted to be part of. I was the lead role. And it was just, it was just awesome. I, I love theater. And then also the show. And I remember I was talking to one of the producers. I was like, well, I don't, I was like, is there any way I can like do both? Like I can go and do the show and then go tour. And he was like, no. And, and as you know, once you move in there, it's like, you could just leave and then come back. Like you are in that house. That's a
0: tough so, decision. Cause I can imagine like getting the the lead in a touring theatrical play. I mean, that's a huge big deal as well. I can't even imagine being faced with that kind of decision. I, it's like really the, the two couldn't be like three months apart. Like they have to both happen at the same time.
1: Well, the way he got me to do it, and it, it's so funny. He asked me this one question, Lacey, and I remember it to this day. He said, Kevin, let me ask you a question. Would you rather be seen by 10,000 people a night or seen by 7 million people a night? I was like, uh, the latter does sound kind of nice when it comes to exposure. So I was like, all right, sign me up. <laughs>
0: yeah, that totally makes sense. You know, I had a couple of the other guys on from your show as well. And some of, they were all saying the same thing. Like they didn't know who it was going to be. A lot of them thought it was going to be hoops. And um, I heard that when New York actually came out, uh, everyone was just sort of like, uh, Okay. They were kind of like, there's some confusion and like, and not really fully understanding. And then I heard that the producer was like, guys, you got to, you got to cheer, you know, and then had her do it again. Is that, is that right? Was I told it correctly?
1: Well, technically, the first time you're on the right track. So, technically, the first time they had us lined out and they're like, are you guys ready? Here she comes. And then out the house wasn't New York, came Chamo. And Chamo, oh. I don't know if you don't remember, <laughs> he was the flamboyant assistant. Yep. So he like, wait, came out. <laughs> and then, exactly. So all the guys were like, "What is going on? Are <laughs> you know? Are we punked? What's what?" You, I was like, "Okay, uh, this is interesting." So that's that's what happened the first time, which Chamo came out, and we were just like, "Okay, this is weird." And then the second time, New York came out, and we were like, "Okay, <laughs>
0: that's hilarious. That's hilarious." So were you? I mean, obviously. So I I watched all of the shows before I did Rock of Love so I very much knew what I was getting myself into. I've talked to a few others besides yourself who have said like yeah I just kind of did the show and I had no idea what I was doing and it's like being thrown into the the deep end you know with their when there's sharks you know and New York is is such a strong personality. She is such an intense woman. Um she can either be your your best friend or your worst nightmare. And so when you started realizing this about her personality, were you, what were you thinking? Were you overwhelmed or were you just like, no, I can, I can manage it. Like what was going through your head?
1: I think the best word that she said was overwhelmed. It was, okay, what, What? because you know, like I said, I had heard of the caricature of New York and I tried to do a little bit of research before going on there, but I'll tell you this, Lacey, nothing can prepare you for meeting Tiffany in real life, okay? There's the, or excuse me, New York in real life. Nothing can prepare you for that. So, um, or prepare you for that, excuse me. So, Yeah, I was a bit overwhelmed. And and, and quite honestly, I remember the first few days after being there, I was like, I don't know if I belong in this house. (laughs) You know, there are some... Strong personalities and hey, don't get it wrong. I mean, God bless everybody that was in there. You know, I, I, I still speak to some of those guys to this day, but I just remember, cause as you know, Lacey, when you, when you go into these situations, they take your phone, they take your laptop, your, 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 um, your iPod, any kind of communication with the outside world. It's like going to jail. That's what I tell people. <laughs> it's like going to a glory. It's like going to a glamorous prison. Yeah, you know? it really is. You, yeah. they take everything away from you. You have to shack up with other people. There's bathroom privileges and stuff. It's like a really nice prison. (laughs) So, um, so, so yes, you know, so you're in there and like you said, New Yorker personality is very overwhelming. And I'm just like, I don't know how to, you know, approach her. I don't know how to talk to her. You know, I don't know how to speak that language. And, you know, and granted she was sweet to me that, you know, she, she never really, um, you know, uh, negatively had an outbur- outburst towards me, but yes, she was definitely a, a, a character to say the least.
0: Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a good way to um, to describe it. Uh, I know that that your religion, your faith, was something that was very important to you. Do you feel like that helped you kind of navigate the the, the show, the situation that you were in? Did it help you kind of stay grounded and stay sane? And Is your faith just as important to you today as it was back then? Or have you gone on different paths? (laughs)
1: I'm a Scientologist now, you know, completely Uh left. (laughs)
0: That's that's a whole different interview.
1: (laughs) By the way, that was not a shot at Scientology. I totally respect uh, L. Ron Hubbard and everything. Whatever religion or um, spirituality you believe, I am all for that. I I, I really do believe in freedom of religion and um, everybody uh, being able to believe what they want and um, how they want to live. I think that's a very-
0: I think that's a very admirable answer. I would agree with you, with my one exception being Scientology. <laughs> Those are some some crazy fools. But I respect I respect where you're coming from because a lot of I I personally am am already damned to go to hell, so I miss that ship. But i I do appreciate I do appreciate people who are religious but also are very open minded and accepting. I think that's really important, and I really like that you have that quality.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I I really believe if 2020 taught us anything is that we need to live in a world where we are more accepting and um, where we have more inclusion and everyone feels welcome. Everyone has a seat at the table. I, you know, I, 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 I respect all beliefs and all backgrounds. And to be honest with you, some of my really good friends are atheists, some of my uh, really good friends are Buddhists. Some of my good friends, you know, they're, they're, they believe all different kinds of things. And I, I, I believe that as long as you have uh, good in your heart and good intentions, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're a good person.
0: I love that. I love that a lot
1: yeah, yeah, no, really. and and I would say the same thing, regardless of the your gender, color of your skin, what whatever. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like Dr. Martin Luther King said, best, we should all be judged by the content of our character, um, you know, not for our titles or our the our skin color or any of that stuff. So that's why I've been able to coexist with so many people from so many backgrounds because I feel the more tolerant and open you are to other things, you learn so much more. Yes. and I think the worst thing is just being closed minded uh, you know, you really, uh, just it's a detriment on your development and learning if you don't want to take interest in other things. So that's so I guess well said. It,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that is so well said. I, I really admire your perspective on all of that. Um I know that uh New York or yeah, New York's mom, Sister Patterson, was very religious as well, is very religious as well. And she too has an intense personality, goes without saying. Did you find that that you were able to connect with her on that? Because I know she really liked you. Did do you feel like that helped your your bond? And also, was she that way off camera as well, or do you feel like that she was playing that up to the camera?
1: You know, Lacey, that is a really good question. And to be honest, I, I don't know. You know, I didn't really get to know Sister Patterson off the camera as much, so I couldn't tell you whether or not that was an act. But I can tell you this: while we were on the show, she was very genuine towards me um i don't feel that she was um you know trying to parade or uh put on a caricature of herself you know i felt she was genuine but obviously some of the other guys there did not hence why um onyx and this the episode after the one i got kicked off was kicked off because he called her out for i guess faking it in church or something anyway but um at the end of the day she was always sweet to me i i i I think Sister Patterson is a great woman, but like I said, I've never got to know her off of uh, the set. You know, I never got to know her away from the camera. So um, I, I would assume she's still a great person at heart, but I, I couldn't tell you.
0: I would imagine that probably that that level of intensity is, is probably who she is. And I, and I don't mean that in a negative way because uh, she clearly is a very passionate woman as well. So I, my guess would be that she that, that that's not necess- necessarily an act. Um, I want to go back on something that you said earlier. You had mentioned that you were dating a girl before you went on to I Love New York. Were you still dating her when you went on the show?
1: Yes, L- Lacey, that is a phenomenal question right there. Phenomenal question. So (laughs) to answer your question, um, at the time we were kind of talking, um, we weren't in a relationship, but it was just somebody that I was kind of seeing, but I was honest with her. When I told her, I was like, look, It's a show. I really don't know that much about it. There's supposed to be a love interest on there, but I was just completely transparent with her. And I said, Look, this, like, I I was like, Look, it's not like I'm gonna go on the show and get married and forget all about you. You know, at the end of the day, it's a show. There's a love interest, there's a lot of guys competing. I don't know what to expect. So, um, so yes, to answer your question, yes, we were still talking, but I was completely honest with her, completely transparent with her, told her what it was, what I was getting into, because I wanted to make sure she was comfortable. And nice. um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, when you do things like this, like I told you earlier, I made the joke about my family. But um, when, you, when, when you decide to get in the public light and do certain things, you have to realize it's not about you. Um, it's about the people in your circles, your, your, your significant others, your, your, your family, your parents, your, if you have children, your children, you have to realize that what you do affects all of them. So I had to realize that, look, you know, for me to go on here and do this, I want to make sure that the person I'm dating feels comfortable and and let her know and be honest. Cause I didn't really know much about it. So I can only be honest with her as much as I knew, but, uh, fortunately she was supportive of it. And she was like, well, Kevin, she, she just said, you know, Kevin, whenever you want to do something, when you put your heart in something, I know you have good intentions. So um, I, 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 I stand behind you. And uh, she, uh, you know, she, she was completely supportive of it. But ironically, we broke up after the actual, sh- or I shouldn't say broke up, but, you know, stopped dating after the show. Came out, which was several months after that.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Um,
1: but it was for other reasons. But well, that's but yeah.
0: cool. That's great that she was um, supportive of you at the at the time. Um, one thing that uh, I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here. One thing that I really want to ask you about because uh, I think that you were there for this the 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 challenge where you guys had to to get into your financial future, your financial planning challenge. So Pootie infamously had his meltdown, and I know a lot of people thought that that was really funny and and of course entertaining. And I will tell you, I went back and, and rewatched it not too long ago, and my heart broke a little bit for Pootie. And I I'm curious if if that was was he playing up to the cameras? Do you or, do you think, or was that like? Is that really how things went down? Because it it looked real to me, and I completely understood why somebody, especially a man, would have that kind of reaction to what he had been put through. Can you shed some light on that whole situation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like you said, I really felt bad for him too when he was going through that situation. And, you know, it's funny, Lacey, when we were all moving in that first day, when we were in the hotel, leading up to uh, moving into the the mansion, they had us all sequestered. All the all the guys, we were sequestered in our own individual hotel rooms for several days. So we didn't really have a chance to get to know each other or other contestants. It was like that for I Love New York. It was like that for I Love Money. So when we moved in, I remember that first day when we were moving into the house, Pudi, we noticed that there was just something a little bit, I don't want to say off because that has a negative connotation, but- you know, maybe there was just a little bit of anxiety that he had from being there. That could there, be, yeah. But, but it was visual. It was it was evident. So when he did have that breakdown that particular day. I remember some of the guys were saying we saw that kind of coming mm. from the first day that he was moving in. He just seemed like he felt a little out of place there. But yeah, what happened with that that breakdown? I think it was just you know I guess uh, Pudi had some personal issues that were going on um, at home, and he had really I remember he said that when he uh, booked the show, he didn't have any money. He flew out, you know, he flew out here with nothing in his pocket, um, and he was just talking about his his journey, how he came from nothing. Wow. So I think that when um, uh, Amorosa in New York just kind of, for lack of better words, just berated him and yeah. embarrassed him in there. I think that that really got underneath his skin and that really hit home for him. So he just mentally didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And I felt bad for him. I oh, felt I really felt bad for him.
0: Terrible for him. You know, it's it's funny because my my husband, he and I have so many like fun conversation. So we love to talk about psychology or politics and all that. We like to like pick each other's brains. And usually we're like right on the same level all the time as far as like, you know, the education that we have, things that we know I will say though, one thing that my husband taught me that I don't know if other women feel this way or this is just me. One thing that women don't really have a female equivalent of is the idea of being emasculated. And I didn't even really know what that was because there's not like, there's not really a female version of that, but it's obviously the society structure is set up differently for men versus women. So my husband really did a great job of explaining to me from a male perspective in a way that I could understand what that is of being emasculated, how it happens, why it happens, and, and what that does to the psychology of a man to be emasculated, especially in a public setting. So having that knowledge that my husband gave me, watching that, I was like, that's what, that being emasculated, that's what is happening. And especially being done by these two women, strong women, um, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that poor, poor man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I my heart broke for him. <laughs>
1: I was about to say he was more than emasculated in here in there. You might as well say he was castrated yeah. while he was in there because they were they were brutal. And I mean, granted, they were brutal on everyone. I remember when I went in there they were, you know, it was like an interrogation room. So their whole goal was to kind of bring you down, was to kind of diminish you, demoralize you, belittle you. And uh, if there's anyone that can do that great, it's Amorosa. You know, she is great at that. Yeah, she And really she's a phenomenal is. woman too. Yeah, she, but, uh, she is but yeah, awesome. I'll- but
0: yeah, I would, she she is, am- I mean, really, I actually really love Omarosa and um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, I would, I just wouldn't want to be on the the, the receiving end of her coming out. <laughs> I'd rather be her friend.
1: <laughs> I totally agree with you on that. That's the thing. Omarosa is one of those people you want on your side. You don't want to go against her. Right. Like if, we were, if we were picking teams or something for debate or whatever, Amarosa by far is the first person I'm picking. Yeah, exactly. That woman is hardcore. Yeah, she is.
0: She is. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me. I know that uh, because of time constraints, we were not even able to get into. To half of this stuff. But uh, I wanna know if you would like to come back on next week's episode so we can continue this and have more time, because I I love talking to you. You have such great energy. I know already that everyone's gonna enjoy listening to you. So um, would you like to do your part two next week?
1: Lacey, I would love to come back and do the sequel to this interview right here. Right. It, it would be my honor to come back. Yay! So, and this Thank has been you. phenomenal. I, I truly enjoyed it.
0: Oh, I'm <laughs> so happy. I likewise, and um, I, I always love getting guests like you. You're, you're just you're so fun and, and great energy. Before I let you go, um, just real quick, if people want to find you on social media, uh, what would be the place to go find you?
1: Absolutely. Well, I made my handles pretty easy on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It's at hey. Kevin John. So that's Hey, A-T-Y, Kevin John. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with that. Lacey, I have not started a TikTok yet, but if I do between now and the next time we have an interview, I'll let them know that then.
0: Well, I've already (laughs) seen your dance moves, so you would be phenomenal on TikTok.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad that they are Lacey approved. We'll, we'll see what I can uh, come up with.
0: <laughs> nice, very good. Well, thank you again, Kevin. I will see you next week and uh, and we'll get into all this other stuff. I want to update everybody on on your life and you've got so much cool stuff that you've got going on. So we will definitely get into that next week. Um, and until then, take care and I'll talk to you again very soon.
1: All right, Lacey, have a good one. Thank Thanks, you for Kevin. having
0: me. You're very welcome, you too. I love that guy. That was so awesome. He has such great energy and and positivity and I you can just feel it through, through the screen. So I'm really excited that he's gonna be coming back. Again, I apologize to you guys, the viewers, that it was a short one today, but next time we're gonna really get into all of the other questions that you guys have. Um, If you have not checked out the new website, I've I've had talkoflove.net for over a year, but it just got a whole new look. So definitely go check out the website, talkoflove.net. From there, you can you can order some reaction videos, which I've done a lot of reaction videos for many of the shows now. And those are really, really fun and funny. I've done Rock of Love Season 1. I've done Rock of Love Season 2. I've done Flavor of Love Season 1. Charm School with Sharon Osborne. I'm getting ready to do I Love Money Season 1. And the good thing is that it is commercial-free. And all of the money for the reaction videos goes back into the podcast. So those are 25 bucks. You will get them in less than 12 hours once you order them. And you can get them from the website Talk of love.net. Thank you guys so much. I want to give a shout out to the contributors. You guys are amazing. Thank you for all of your love and support and kindness. Thank you to all of you, the viewers, and I will see you guys next week. In the meantime, be safe, take care of yourselves, and don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Bye, guys.